How are we doing, fitties? I know it's not Matt, it's Keris this time, and I'm going to be doing episode 109, uh, not solo, I have a guest you'll be pleased to hear. I have a very special guest, actually. He's a, a good friend of mine and someone I've been dying to get on the podcast for a while. He's a friend of mine, Alessandro. Welcome. Hi, everybody. And we're doing this in person, so hopefully the sound quality is good. I'm just going to give you guys a bit of a background as to how I met Alessandro. He's an incredibly interesting guy. We've just been talking for half an hour about organically grown vegetables, his allotment plot and and movement in in three or four different kind of um, conversations in one. But we actually met when I was doing yoga teacher training. And uh, as part of our yoga teacher training, everyone has to kind of teach a class. And Alessandro's class was like nothing I've ever done before because he's a real kind of fan of, what would you say, the kind of movement community. I know you've trained yeah. with Ido Portal and uh, and you also do um, some mixed martial arts and things like that. So, But his class was just really different. And you kind of combined things like mobility. You did some uh, balance work with us. You did um, almost like myofascial release, massage, yeah. yeah, foot massages, and you. We, I genuinely felt like I'd, I'd almost had a session with a kind of physiotherapist, osteopath, uh, yoga teacher combined in one, and it was really cool. So I thought, right, I want to get you on Thank the you. on the podcast to just talk about how you kind of got to this point with. Um, with I, won't, I don't even want to call it yoga because what you did wasn't really yoga. <laughs> in, in fact, every time in in this teacher training, we did downward dogs, and I looked through my legs and I could see you, and I could see you just shaking your head. You were like another downward dog. Like <laughs> I won't repeat the language that I heard coming out of your mouth at that point in time. <laughs> well, um, so welcome, and thank you. Uh, yeah, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. I've got a background in martial arts, self martial arts, um, almost. Uh, 27 years ago back in Italy. So I did it competitively for uh, seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh, then I moved into rock climbing. Um, I got very passionate about uh, rock climbing, although I was incredibly uh, afraid of heights. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that was one of the reasons to, to do it. But also I was fascinated by the movement, by the vertical movement, which is a totally different kind of moving uh, when you move on, on flat, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Then I left Italy, travelled a little bit around the world, and then I ended up in England, and I wanted a change of career. So I uh, started studying shiatsu. Um, in, during my years of shiatsu, I was introduced to Qigong, can you just explain what Qigong is? To uh, Qigong is, a, the way I describe it best is a form of uh, moving meditation. You Movement and breathing uh, are together. So you move very, very slowly while you're breathing. Uh, in, uh, in Chinese martial arts, it was a f- uh, they used it in different ways. Uh, they, uh, they use it for medical purposes. And also, uh, if you consider martial arts, Kung Fu, something like Kung Fu, Kung Fu is a very hard form of martial arts. So constant impact uh, makes the body degenerate very quickly. So martial artists used to use Kung Fu, uh, Qigong as a way to heal their body. Right. Okay, like the yin and yang with yoga. Correct, yes, correct. So the kung fu was the yang part, the qigong was the yin part. Yeah. I then did another course of anatomy, physiology, and body massage, uh, and I wasn't happy with all the information I was receiving. There was always something missing. So I decided to study structural integration with uh, Tom Myers, which is 
possibly one of the best schools of structural integration in the world at the moment, together with Rolfing. He has a book, the uh, yeah, anatomy, the anatomy, 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 anatomy trains. trains. Yes, so okay. he understood the continuity of the fascia line, uh, the he, the theory that muscles don't originate. Uh, in one point and uh, attached to another. But there is a, a continuity through the fascia system. Can you just, I'm um, being really mean to you, can you explain fascia as well? To, uh, fascia everybody? is the connective tissue, is the, yeah. is the, basically is the glue um, of our body. Uh, there are bones, muscles, uh, blood vessels, lymphatic vessels, and then everything is kept together through fascia. The idea, that, for example, that our body is supported by the skeletal system is a, is a really wrong one. The bones actually float within the connective tissue. If you look at the um, at the anatomy of the bones, you see that, for example, the femur is very rounded, very slippery. There is the synovial fluid. It cannot be a weight-bearing sort of structure. Uh, it's, it's almost impossible. So it's the glue, it's the, it's the connective tissue that holds us together. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting, there's a lot of studies on connective tissue being broken down when you have inflammation in the body. Yes. Actually, we, the, the immune system is almost kind of, there's immune kind of cells and receptors there. And yes. We, and they, they get very damaged by chronic inflammation. So. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, then again, I mean, uh, it was all good. I mean, uh, manipulating bodies, trying to realign them, looking at postures and structures. But in reality, what makes the difference in the life of people is movement, intelligent movement, not just movement. Because you now work, would you say you kind of a, as an osteopath? or? I, you... I don't know how to consider myself, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I, I, I... Jack of all trades. Yeah, so, sort of. I mean, because basically, becoming a specialist also gives you limitations. Yeah. So if you study osteopathy, you stay within the realm of osteopathy. So if you study physiotherapy or you're a chiropractor, you stay within the, the world of of your profession, yeah. and uh, you limit yourself yeah. as a consequence. It's a, those are great uh, arts in a way, but they're also limited to their own science yeah. and studies. When you started looking and spreading and take away your uh, sunglasses, all of a sudden there is a world of movement. There are dancers, martial artists, acro acrobats, uh, and you, you can learn so much from them. You know, So in the way of rehab, for example, uh, if you look at the traditional way physiotherapy rehab uh, a knee injury is always on a linear plane. Yeah. It's flexion extension, but we do most of our movements are circular movements. And that's so, how most people get injured. It's yeah, kind of twist in the exactly. knee, isn't it? If anything, yeah. So when when you have also an injury, you have an operation, you have also formation of scar tissue. Scar tissue is a non-elastic tissue. Yeah. So when you want to break down scar tissue, there are two ways to do it manually. And it's very painful. And you don't still, again, I mean, manually is in, uh, it's passive. So your nervous system is not really active during yeah. the breaking down of the tissue. And the body doesn't always recognize that the new position doesn't, I don't know if it makes yeah, sense. No, no, it does you need to activate sense, yeah. your nervous system in order for the body to realize where it is in it's, space. It's that connection between the brain and the tissues Correct. all around the Correct. body. Yeah. So when you then, uh, and instead, if you start breaking the connective tissue in a circular way, so for example, you do asymmetric squatting, sissy squatting, uh, all kinds of different ways to rehabilitate an area that has been uh, uh, injured and now need to move again. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the time of recovery... It's quicker. It's quicker. Yeah. So you're saying it has to be, the manual breakdown could be helpful. Yes. But then they need to go and move that move, joint in move. different directions, yes. Yes. different yes. stimuli, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And that's 
Yeah. People do one or the other, don't they? They tend to do yes. either focus on some kind of manual therapy and or correct, yes, because they are expert in their field. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you you start looking outside the box, and then you can uh, you, all of a sudden you start having more tools to deal with uh, with the, the same problem. Yeah. And that it benefits the clients. So, so when I have sessions with you, just to fill you guys in, so I have sessions with Alessandro for when I'm kind of like, oh, my back's a bit kind of stiff, or you know, what, in, what I always kind of ask from you, you always give it is almost like a full body assessment first of okay, I can see imbalances in yeah. terms of postural imbalances. Then you'll do a bit of manual work, and then you'll give me a stack of exercises. Yeah. One of them, and you work with Matt too. You've always told us to dance. You're like, you need to dance more. You need to move. Like you've told me, so you uh, move. Yeah, head. and also you said upper back because we're kind of some t- everyone's guilty of being a bit yes, rounded in there yeah. kind of thoracic and you're like get some you know salsa going on or something yeah because <laughs> if you look at it you know to make it even funny you know sometimes i mean yeah. uh, you know people find it difficult to uh, to find specific uh, um, because it's also difficult for me to refer people to other people to other practitioners sometimes <laughs> like salsa teacher yeah <laughs> and so for, if you do something that i know there is a, a, a great deal of rotational movement yeah there you are you you, you have it you have fun and rehab your body uh, in a more enjoyable in, enjoyable way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which is also going to have a kind of relaxing calming effect in terms of muscle tension yes, and yeah, stuff yeah. but do you know what is really funny when you mentioned that I kind of noticed because I hardly go out dancing anymore that I almost struggle to because of it's almost like I've, I'm so used to certain movement patterns that when and without a half a bottle of wine in me I don't, yeah. I don't know how to let loose and just go for it like, so, so I, I used half a bottle of wine so no, I don't but yeah it, I, I kind of realised you know make me do a, a sun salutation a downward dog a squat a kettlebell swing and they're I, all I familiar like, yeah, things completely but this, then is actually, a, this is another issue this is another issue is uh, uh, people keep doing things that are familiar with. Yeah. Actually, it's been proven that the most benefit that you have from movement and exercise in general is when at the, the very first day that you learn a new move, a yeah. new exercise. Yeah. Uh, for many people, a squat could be a new exercise because they haven't squatted for 30, 40 years. Yeah. And I've got, and I saw so many people that they cannot squat at all yeah. for other people you are already a proficient mover so you might want to do something more difficult I mean you need to introduce something else yeah. possibly some uh, BGJ move I mean an escape or something that uh, yeah. challenge you mentally yeah, and physically and it is at that point of uh, trying to perform a new movement that your brain is supercharged. Yeah. You know, you need to understand where to put your hands. I mean, how to, if we talk about, for example, a BJJ escape, a classic a bridge and brawl escape, you need to know that you need to lock the foot of the other person, you need to lock the elbow, you need to raise your pelvis, look with your eyes and extend so that the role becomes effortless. Yeah. At that moment, that's when you are. You, you get the best of the new exercise. That's yeah. when your brain goes, ooh, happy time, it's party time. Yeah, yeah. Or, for exa- or when, if you want to learn a handstand, if you've never done a handstand, there are tests to show you, strength tests, that if you, for example, uh, military press, shoulder military press, everybody does shoulder press in the gym. Yeah. Actually doing the same exercise that you're very familiar with, your brain is very familiar with, as a temporary, reduce your strength, even if temporary, but there is a reduction of strength in the body. 
Yeah. And you can prove it with a simple test. Then you ask people to just do the beginning of handstand. So they've they never done it. It's something that they never done it. So you put your hands on the floor. You spread your fingers. You feel the, 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 the floor on your hands. You uh, lock your elbows. Bring your elbows in front of you. Contract your core. Try to bring your, your body as much as you can to your hands. And then you stop. You get them there for 10 seconds. And then you do the strength test again. And they're strength has improved the 20 30 percent amazing it's incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's so they're even not lifting the legs off the floor yeah no 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 you nothing. don't need to do that yeah, yeah. that's where that's, most people are at right now exactly <laughs> yeah. but that that's that's where the beauty is people are um, because of ego because of uh, we just cannot be bothered don't learn new things they're yeah. very limited to what they they know and they stick to what they know yeah because yeah. we uh, humans are, are animal of habits so we want to stay in sorry in, in a nice in our zone. comfort zone yeah, and yeah. don't move out from there you know and you say <laughs> that's the same for a lot of kind of um if you think about a lot of group training even yoga to a certain yes, extent absolutely. it's literally repeating the absolutely. same thing and, and people often think that the frequency of exercise is the most important thing. It's like, well, as long as I've done my five yeah. sessions, what are, what's your thoughts on that? I think you should be a beginner all the time. You should try to be a beginner <laughs> all the really time. Nice. It's a, it's a, try to, to challenge yourself. Don't, don't get use of, uh, you know, don't bother about people looking at you during, during your biceps curl and look at me how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> or or you, your, again, your sun salutation for women, yoga, yoga, yoga. Because they're, they're, why women choose yoga? Yoga was a discipline designed by men for men. Yeah. Yeah. But women's body is perfect for yoga because the women are generally much more bendy than flexible. Than, yeah, flexible. Yeah. While men, they like, they, they, we are stronger uh, naturally, so we prefer. Uh, Pushing weights, heavy workouts, actually should be the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Women, which have, most of them have problems with their joints, usually because they are too loose. So like hypermobile. Hypermobility, yeah. yeah. And especially, you know, uh, you know, your body is designed to be more mobile because also the fact that you need to give birth. So yes. it has yeah, to relax. Yeah. So they, they, during pregnancies, all your joints are much more loose and everything. Softer, yeah, yeah. So if, if, during during, <laughs> sorry about my part. <laughs> oh, just wants to take part. Wants she to contribute. Wants to, yeah, she wants to. She wants to have the last word. <laughs> so while men suffer the opposite, men have the problems with their joints because their muscle become too short because of too much weight and becomes very stiff. Too much tension. Yeah. So yeah. So that, that form of yoga that. Uh, emphasize flexibility should be for men yeah. and uh, body weight training some weight training should, it would be more appropriate for women yeah. you would get most of the benefits it's yeah. so interesting like you just said but we've almost got it the wrong way around yeah. and, and it is because we know what we're good at and we know yeah. and that, that's not just kind of obviously we're not kind of stereotyping here that is no, 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 if no, you no, look no. at the stats more women do yoga yeah, more no, men live weight so. yeah, no, no, it's not absolutely <laughs> no, no stereotyping whatsoever no 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 it's, it's a reality I mean <laughs> so, so how do you train on a kind of weekly basis what kind of things have you found I, that kept you developing and I change constantly for example, now I'm back uh, doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and uh, I've been doing lots of uh, Tabata sort of exercises. So 45 seconds, uh, very intense, 20 seconds rest for 10 rounds. 10 seconds, 20 seconds you mean now? 20 seconds rest 
45 seconds uh, intense exercise, okay, 20 yeah. seconds rent, okay, yeah. the rest yeah. for 10 rounds. Right, 10 rounds, okay, right, yeah. And I thought it, the Tabata was 20 seconds on, 10 seconds oh, on, you, you, 8 you, minutes. You, you, you can, you can yeah, um, mix, you can call it as you like, high intensity yeah. interval training, you right, call it as you yeah. like. Um, and this is because of the nature of the sport. Yeah. So in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu you have uh, moments that you're very explosive and then you get stuck for 10-20 seconds, uh, you fight your position, then you explode again, so that... Uh, it's going to be supportive for the... Yeah, yeah this is supportive. That, this is a part of my training. The other part is uh, I, I love calisthenics. I'm a yeah. beginner. I'm, I'm self-learning calisthenics because yeah, there is I'm no gonna, one... I'm going to stop you there because if anyone's ever seen our Instagram feed, there's a couple of times I've got you on there. You're very shy, I have to say. Like You don't normally... You're not a showboater. You don't like being on Instagram. You, no. you, I've had to force you <laughs> to be filmed and force you onto this podcast has to be fair but you're incredible because how old are you if you don't mind me saying I know I'm 51 yeah. and there's a little video of you teaching me a mat and we can't do a fraction of what you're doing and you, you are very incredible and I know you don't kind of see it for yourself but what you've done takes dedication as well I can yeah, see it you're pretty much planching right now aren't you which is almost where you can lift your legs off the floor oh you can do some incredible stuff so. yeah no I, I can do I can do good things I mean it took me a long time to uh, you know it, it takes a little bit of discipline a lot uh, because I'm, 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 I'm always yeah <laughs> I've always been in the not very discipline well I've got a certain degree of discipline for certain things yeah but for exercise, I've always, I always liked the, the, the variety. When I was lifting weights, I've never been very good at becoming a bodybuilder. Because yeah. I wanted to do something else after Different. a while, I got bored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, yeah, and yeah. instead with calisthenics, uh, uh, because I, I found that there are, there are challenges all along the way. Even if you learn, for example, the arm bent plank, uh, where you raise your legs up and then you bring your body horizontal to the floor, suspended. Yeah. So every time, which you, looks impossible to most yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. Basically, a plank with your feet off the floor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You find challenges in every in every aspect of the plank. So every time you try to lower your legs, you find yourself in a different position that you were before. Yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's it's very interesting. Or working with the Olympic rings. The Olympic rings are that's something that I keep doing. Are incredible. They are. You don't need to be a gymnast to work with Olympic rings. You can simplify. You can break down the exercise and make it as simple as you can. Yeah. If, even for a beginner, even for someone that never did any exercise whatsoever, you can still do a lot of things with using the Olympic rings. Yeah. And because of the instability that the rings offer, they're very cruel. You know, if you have uh, something a weakness, they they're very good at spotting it. You know. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a nice way. I read something recently in this book where they were saying about multitasking has got a bad name at the moment as in we shouldn't multitask we're overloading ourselves but there are real benefits to proper multitasking like cycling to work means a you get to work and b you got some exercise and i always think with the rings you're building strength but you're building stability and also kind of like you just said mentally challenging proprioception that feedback yeah so i think it's a real kind of multitasking absolutely absolutely the rings the rings are Keep your brain super super active. You know, is a, otherwise is a, you fall flat on your face. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is a, you, you need to have you need to be present, hundred percent in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, with your brain more than anything else. Uh, if during a German hang, your hand uh, forget to 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 clench the ring properly, you just go flat on the floor. You know, <laughs> which is impossible. I mean, it cannot happen. But you know <laughs> what I mean. I mean, so yeah, the rings are very interesting. And then I spar um, today on. Sparring. Today's Friday is my sparring day, and I usually spar now with uh, 
two guys that uh, they, they used to be kids two, three years ago, and now they are young men and they are total beasts. <laughs> <laughs> and I found myself, you know, sparring with a 16 years old, uh, six foot two. I said, oh my God, why am I doing this? <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> how, how have you adapted training through the kind of decades? Have you noticed, were you like that yes. at that age? Were you like hell for leather and then uh, now you're kind of okay? Uh, it's, it's been interesting. I was one of these, I did a lot of very heavy martial arts. I used to do Kyoku Shinkai Karate. I, I'm a black belt. <laughs> how do you say that again? Kyoku Shinkai. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm not going to try repeat So that, I'm but. a black belt in uh, Goju Karate yeah. from Italy. Then when I came back to, uh, when I came moved to England, I um, started studying Kyoku Shinkai Karate. I'm a brown belt in Kyoku Shinkai Karate. Amazing. And uh, Kyoku Shin is a sort of Thai box. It's very heavy for your body. Yeah. Very, very heavy. Every time I train, I used to go back home uh, with some minor injuries, some minor, some major, I mean, but it was a constant, constant, constant injury for years or for six, seven years. Yeah. I reached a point that I said that it was enough, it was too much. I mean, it was really, really um, too much. I also uh, experienced a severe back injury before I started karate. That gave me quite a bit of trouble for two, three years. I suffered from uh, uh, continuously for uh, from back pain. Oh, and it was through Qigong, actually, through Qigong, another form of movement that I rehabbed myself completely. Oh, maybe. I thought you said you did it in Qigong. I was like, what were no, you doing? No, I, it was, <laughs> it was during not... my... Because, because <laughs> I like to do... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a quite intense guy, I mean, when I get Go my things it. in my head, yeah. yeah. So I was doing my second year of Shiatsu. I started the course of anatomy, physiology, and body massage, and I was working full time in a restaurant. Oh, wow. So okay. I used to work from 3 o'clock to 11 o'clock in the, in the evening, then go back home studying from 7 o'clock until 2 o'clock, get ready, go to work. And this is seven days a week for 360 wow. days. So just, 60 days. Okay, so this isn't more not training, this is just about... This is doing my training, my training as a, yeah, as a, as a therapist. Right. Okay. So I didn't have time to exercise. I didn't have time to to do anything. Working, yeah. studying, working, studying, working, studying. So I, as soon as I finished my exams, my for the anatomy, physiology, and body massage, and my exam to go to my third year of shiatsu. I decided to start and train with the Shaolin monks. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so, so, and, uh, and the, the Chinese monks don't have much of uh, health and safety sort of oh, uh, right. <laughs> martial arts. I've got that nailed down. No, yeah. so I went again full on uh, four times a week. Uh, I used to do three hours. Uh, and one day I woke up in the morning and my back just went completely. So oh, that took me to a different journey. So lots of Qigong, lots of, I came to understand Qigong much better. Yeah, I think Qigong, if done regularly, is an incredible form of movement, uh, very powerful, and also made me understand our vulnerability. Injury makes you understand how vulnerable you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, when I went back to martial arts uh, after several years that I kept injuring myself, I said, you know, I'm I'm almost middle aged now. <laughs> there must be a time. So I started to see movement as a form, more as a longevity, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's when I started to investigate uh, uh, movement in a different way. Uh, other things happened that pushed me in that direction. So I came to meet Ido Portal and the Applied Movement Neurology Academy, their approach to movement and the connection between movement and brain function. And that made me more and more understanding. It made me realize that I developed a passion about 
the fact that movement is something that we should look at it in a totally different way. Uh, we should look at movement as a way to reach our 80s and still yeah. being able to pick up our shopping bags and carry them upstairs and, yeah, yeah. and go to the allotment and, uh, you know, uh, grow our own vegetables, yeah, being yeah. active, you know, and... and uh, it's a privilege, I feel, and it's one that... that it's interesting you said that term, injury makes you vulnerable, because I think injury just makes you appreciate the value of movement and what it brings yeah. to your life, and yeah. then you're like, I don't want to have this taken away from me again. No. <laughs> so, so then you get a lot more, okay, how do I do... How do balance? I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And after you experience... I experienced several serious injury. I've got uh, my... Uh, the supraspinatus on my left shoulder is almost completely gone. That is attached by a tiny little filament, but my shoulder is completely functioning. Right. Okay. Uh, so you're not going to have. Su- you've not had surgery. Or no, like I was no. scheduled for surgery and I cancelled it. Oh wow. Okay. Um, you've done that with clients as well. I remember you said. Yeah, you're... I, I, I done it with two people with a uh, um, frozen shoulder. Yeah. They both cancelled their operation after wow, uh, uh, working with four you. months, four, six months working and suffering because frozen shoulder is a lot of pain. Yeah. And uh, then I had um, severe back pain, bulging disc. I cracked my ribs, uh, injured my knees. Twisted both of my ankles, uh, broke a couple of fingers. Wow, was this all still doing martial arts? Or <laughs> this is martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, so, you, I'm always tempted you, by it, and then I hear those stories. Uh, but, but yeah, again, but now, for example, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I I don't do many classes, and right. also, I've, you know, I spoke with my instructors, and I'm very selective with the people I spar with. Yeah, okay. Uh, because unfortunately, there is this is an incredible, beautiful martial arts. But when you spar with 20 years old white belts, you. <laughs> Know, is a you know that weight possibly ten kilos heavier than you. Yeah, yeah. They have a lots of testosterone. <laughs> something to prove. Ah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So right. I am most selective to the people I spar that with. I, I've got a very nice bunch of people. The instructors are, are actually Carlson Gracie, Jiu Jitsu in Tambridge are fantastic. So if you want to start, if you want to keep yourself safe absolutely you can do it and so there is that is not a problem so yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and what about the uh, just going back to the applied uh, movement movement neurology. neurology that sounds fascinating can you tell us a bit more about uh, that? I didn't study specifically with them I went to one of their uh, seminars but these again they, their correlation of uh, complex movement and brain plasticity and brain cells reproduction and and also the interesting things how for example our earring system affected our flexors or how our eyes can uh, extend so sorry uh, our, 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 our eyes can affect our flexors. So there, there are, for example, uh, very simple tests that you can do uh, to, to make people gain flexibility almost straight away. Wow, so really? you, you okay. have a, you do a shoulder uh, flexibility test, and then you you ask them to to look at their fingers fingering flickering it at the periphery of their vision for 10-15 seconds, and then you do the test again, and you'll see there is a, an immediate improvement for flexibility. But you can do. So, so almost kind of training your eyes to do yeah, bigger, yeah, yeah. bigger movement. Because that's another thing I've, I've read a lot about. Because we're kind of looking at phones and laptops, and we're not going for big walks yeah. and looking at like you know the horizon like yeah. we used to as kind of you know our ancestors did a lot of walking and, and looked around, and we used our neck and eyes in a yeah. different way. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And th there is also another way, for example, to in order to when you learn a new skill, you can use your eyes to stimulate to overstimulate your nervous system. So it takes less time to learn the skill as a consequence of the brain being so active during the movement. So again, let's say again the, the handstand. Yeah. So you try to to do a handstand. You at the beginning of it. So in order to maximize the time that it takes you to the to do the handstand, when you are in a handstand position, you take, for example, as an indicator your middle finger or your index finger. Sounds wrong, middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> the, the index finger. Yeah. And you just flip. You focus to, the, to your right and left uh, a split second that you repeat it for 15, 20 times. Okay. So that is a way to overcharge the nervous system and for the nervous system to recognize and solidify the position you're in. Wow, amazing. It's very, okay, so it's just by looking right hand, left hand, right hand, left yeah, hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very, very quickly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not an expert of it, so I can just give you the basic understanding. Uh, of, you you of, are an expert, trust me. Yeah. I know you're, you're, I know you, like everyone in this industry, feel like there are people that know more than you, but I think, again, your experience. No, no, I, I, yeah, no I'm an expert to certain, to, to some things. This is something that I'm still investigating. It's still a, a study in a progress. Thing, I mean, yeah. so it's a new thing that I'm interested but at the moment, I'm not mm, giving it to all the attention that I want to because I've got other projects uh, on the go. Uh, on the go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot on neuroplasticity in terms of things like Alzheimer's, dementia. Because yeah. again, if, if we don't oh, keep learning massive, new things massive. with age, yeah. then we get that kind of compromise in terms of yeah. uh, you know uh, neurological function. But also, anyone that's had any kind of chemotherapy yes. or brain surgery, yeah. those kind of things, and um, I'm just going to kind of um, segue into a project that you didn't even tell me about until we've, no. we've known for a long time. We've known each other. And then you've been helping a young girl who had a, it was a hypothalamic brain tumour. Uh, yeah, they, I don't remember. It's a very complex uh, uh, name. Uh, she was uh, diagnosed with brain cancer when she was seven years old. She had lost uh, her eyesight. So her dad, they were on holiday in Italy. They came back to England, uh, they took her immediately to uh, Great Ormond Hospital. The next day, she received a 16-hour craniotomy wow. to save her eyesight. Oh, wow. So the neurosurgeon was uh, absolutely a genius. So, so losing the eyesight was when they knew something was wrong and then took yeah, her to Yeah, okay. they, they took her to the hospital, they did an MRI, yeah. she was in the opera operating theatre the next day. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah. it, it was incredible, yes. And then uh, she's had uh, uh, another 14 hours uh, craniotomy to remove the tumor. Yeah. And then another, the third craniotomy, three, three craniotomy in three months. Wow. Another seven hours, six or seven hours, uh, because she had, a, uh, she had an infection. Oh, okay. And then the dance began, because then she started um, chemotherapy, yeah. uh, all uh, session chemotherapy. Then uh, they moved her to America soon after chemotherapy for a proton beam therapist. She received, I think, 24, 28 proton beam therapy in America. Amazing. Do you want to talk a bit about that or is that not? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> proton beam therapy, what they were doing there? Uh, the proton beam is basically is a kind of radiotherapy, uh, but it's more specific. It's the reason, the reason, yeah, they are building, actually, uh, they're just finishing building and one is going to be uh, functioning this autumn in, uh, I think it's Manchester. Oh, wow. And the other one, they are building it uh, in London and it's going to be operating in 2020. I was on, uh, it was on TV just recently. Oh, amazing. Because everyone's gone abroad for that. The NHS sends almost 1,500 people people 
uh, abroad for, for prolonged beam therapy. Yeah. And the reason why is because uh, radio, uh, radiotherapy, when you are exposed to radiotherapy, uh, radiotherapy destroys all the tissue, yeah, so including the uh, healthy good. tissue. Yeah, while proton beam is very specific, it just targets the cancer cells, yeah. limiting the damage on the healthy cells. Yeah. So, which is basically what you want, especially when it comes to the brain. To the brain. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So the, um, she finished, the, they came back to England, and her mom was a client of mine for a couple of years already. I, was, I helped her for a, a foot problem. She was having a, you know, something dropped in her foot, and she was having lots of problems. And uh, we started a relationship, basically. So when they came back, she asked me if I could help her to rehab Millie May. But I didn't have a clue about, uh, I, didn't want, I never wanted to work with children. It's too much of a headache. I mean, uh, there is too much involved. That, that I, at the time, I, I didn't want to. Yeah. Now I love it, but at the time, <laughs> no. And, uh, uh, and also didn't have any experience for, of this kind. I never yeah. worked with anybody recovering from brace, brain cancer, yeah. especially yeah. at seven years old. I mean, yeah. So I went there, I saw this little girl that she could barely walk. I gave her a 20 minutes massage. It was impossible to touch her shoulder. Aww. She was so defensive, so so sensitive. Yeah, Imagine yeah. what happened, you know, yeah, people poking in, in, the you know, in the brain, in the neck and everything. And uh, so I went regularly for a few weeks and then I realized that, you know, I wasn't going anywhere with manual therapy. So I wanted to do more with her. I wanted to help her. My, my heart said, you need to help her. You need to do something to help her. Do whatever you want, but you need to help her. <laughs> so we started playing with a little ball on the floor, left and right. We grabbed the ball, rolling it down, and then we started bouncing the ball on the floor. And then uh, she started slowly. We, we used, I got her to do some leg exercises. So, so slowly she got stronger. Yeah. Then we started working again. For me, it was a high-end coordination, the main... Uh, um, at the beginning was what was yeah, but yeah, yeah. I didn't have a plan of action. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I suppose you were kind of seeing what worked, what what. Yeah, exactly, ex yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so and then I started again. I mean, she was the, also the reason why I became so passionate about uh, movement, and I started to investigate more, and I started to look at different things, and I started to understand more about neuroplasticity and everything. And now she's an incredible. Four years down the line, she's a proficient mover. I have to just say, you've shown me some videos of yeah. her, and, and she can now juggle, and she can get from the floor juggling to standing yeah. up, to sitting down again. She can do a full bridge on her own, uh, unaided. She can uh, walk on, on the uh, balancing beam She's while I throw her ball. Monkey bars, well. monkey bars so she didn't do, you know, she could do the monkey bar where she was uh, before the cancer. And yeah, yeah. Uh, this, uh, this summer, she finally uh, cracked it. I mean, okay. she can do a full monkey bar properly yeah, properly yeah. not like children properly just not swinging legs moving with <laughs> like the, I do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so she's she yeah she's considering that she's other last uh, um, this summer she managed to run two miles oh, uh, race for a school she sat for three and a half hours uh, doing exams yeah, and amazing. she did 
fairly well. Oh. So he, he did the. the I was going to say, have you seen her kind of personality and confidence come? Yeah, come back? Inc- you said incredible. She was very yeah. kind of very afraid, very fearful, uh, very reactive to anything. If I lifted my hand two meters away, she got scared. Oh, really? uh, anything that came too close, too fast, she just closed. She would jump, yeah. And she still has some minor reactions now. Still, now, still. Sorry, and we're working on it, uh, and something that. Uh, my focus now is to 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 get her stronger, more stronger than what she is already now, but more confident, and more able to to use what we're doing in her daily life. When she's at school, surrounded by two hundred other kids that didn't have brain cancer, that comes up to you, jump on you. Yes, you know, yeah, they, so there is always this mayhem. I mean, yeah, and she's uh, facing all this reality because she's in a normal school. Yeah. So she's facing this reality much more efficiently, and uh, you kind of restored her life. Then uh, it was a, it was a common it was a common uh, effort. I mean, uh, her family is incredible. Her mom is a nutritionist. Uh, she oh, went against all the rules that were given to her by the the, the hospital. Because uh, she, she had a you mentioned she had a kind of hypothalamic obesity. Yes, after uh, the correct. Yeah. Yes, can you so, explain what that is? Yes, uh, the basically uh, the hypothalamus and pituitary gland were removed. So the pituitary gland is the master gland, is the master gland of the body. It's the, bo- it's the gland that orders uh, the release of hormones. And the, pitu- pitu- the uh, hypothalamus is, is uh, uh, that part of the brain that tells you, you are full, stop eating. Yeah. Now, imagine a seven years old, constantly hungry, yeah, yeah. You know, imagine an adult that is constantly hungry, but hungry, that he never knows when to stop. You keep eating and you're still hungry. Yeah. You have a steak and you're still hungry. That is one of the most horrible. As an adult, we understand it, our condition, so we can try to create strategies that help us to face the problem. Yeah, yeah. But as a child, it's impossible. Yeah. So she's had problems uh, at school, at home, um, and also the, um, the, the, the problem with brain cancer and the NHS is not... Uh, the NHS are absolutely fantastic in the diagnosis and treatment yeah. is the aftercare yeah, that yeah. unfortunately Just don't have the resources. Yeah. I, I, they spend yeah. four billions, four billion pounds on research, um, surgery and treatments. Yeah. But there is no money involved in the aftercare. Yeah, yeah, which is fundamental to yeah. the success of the exactly. treatment. Essentially, no, but, but look, I mean, from what I, from my experience, that three months from the diagnosis to the end of the your proton beam therapy or chemotherapy, that is just the beginning. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. beginning, the real drama is the aftermath. Uh, you know, uh, she has to take hormones uh, uh, artificially. Of course. So, yeah. and and hormones, we know, we know how dramatic it can be if yeah. the dosage is not perfect. Yeah. Uh, so the family needs to be there 100 yeah. percent, you know, and and that that uh, what made a difference in uh, Millie's life is that she had uh, an incredible family behind, it. and on top of it, I mean, there was me and there was other people that helped her there yeah. with the rehab. I mean. Nutritionally, did you say she's kind of doing like a, almost like a high fat? Well, high from fat. what I understood, uh, nutritionally, uh, the, the problem is we know that blood sugar, when your blood sugar drops, so you immediately feel hungry. And that yeah. is a problem with the majority of people that keep snacking, they keep 
taking artificial sugars yeah, I mean, yeah. into their mouth. 20 minutes later, they still want another one. They want yeah, another one. Yeah. Another one. So the hospital gives tells you no sugar, no carbs, no sugar. And uh, uh, her mom did the opposite. The uh, diet is rich in natural sugars, and she snacks every two hours. So she's able now. We we got the test just recently, and for the last several months, she was able to maintain the blood sugar leveled. Oh wow! All by the eating time. a bit more by frequently, eat, by eating yeah. more frequently, and also that reduced the craving for food. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And, uh, not, so obviously, Millie now. Um, she's very healthy looking. I've seen yeah. videos of her. She's not she's overweight gro- in any way. No, yeah. she's growing up. She understands it more. She still struggles, but she's a very honest girl. When she makes mistakes, she also say. Oh, so really? if she steals oh. food, then she oh, she feels incredible. guilty and she goes and tells you. She's <laughs> an incredible. She's an yeah. incredible girl. She's gonna be an incredible. She's an incredible human being. I mean. And you guys, hopefully, um, so what? So we are uh, basically we are developing a project. I was invited to the first conference of a charity that supports survivor of brain cancer. Yeah, adults and children, and it's a tragedy. It's a total tragedy. There are so many. That we don't know. I mean, that yeah, to go through this this drama, and there is no support. Yeah. So I I went there and present um, the work that I've been doing with Millie, and uh, I had a, a you know it was great to see children smiling when we were doing some. So uh, you and her got up and demonstrated yes, juggling, and juggling, and catching, and the, catching the balls, and the, and the children loved it. Yeah, amazing. So I decided that I want to try to raise funds to create a set of videos, 50, 60 videos, uh, in, in, in collaboration with Millie, oh, where Millie cool. will be the star of the videos, where we're going to teach family of uh, not only brain cancer, um, eventually I want to be available yeah, yeah. to anybody that goes through such an incredible uh, time, such a difficult time. Yeah, yeah. Because all the chemotherapy and radiotherapy will affect brain Correct, function. Yes. So all and movement mobility is going to restore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, mobility from being better. In general, yeah. yeah. And so uh, we want to develop um, the family su- supported, uh, the endocrinologist the, the that uh, has been looking after uh, Millie has endorsed the, the, the yeah. project. So we are in the process uh, to do the initial video that hopefully will go, we will finish in soon and uh, we will put it very likely to go found me uh, website. And uh, so we want to develop these 50, 60 videos, uh, uh, break down the exercise and also try to create a workshop around the England because children comes, uh, f- f- came to the, to the conference from all over, all over yeah. England. So we want to try to... Well, like a roadshow almost. That you can yeah, I want to avoid them to travel too much yeah. because it's, a, it's, it's, an, you know, it's an incredible effort for some family. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a really a big effort. So we can rent out a hall in a, whatever, a church or whatever, where we can, I can work with the family and try to make the exercise easy for uh, the child, depending on the disability that they have. Yeah. To be fair, most of the parents are probably going to need to have a go as oh, well. Absolutely. My biggest hope after what I saw is that the family gets involved as well. It, as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they become, it's, a family, it's going to be a family activity yeah, rather yeah. than just the child. I mean. yes, yeah, because yeah. so many families need to regain their health. Yeah. They, really need, they need to regain it in order to support their child as well. I mean. yeah. You made a great point to me once when we were training in the park and said 
the way that parents are sat on benches yeah. watching their kids play and you're Just like it's the in. wrong way around we need, to, we need bigger climbing frames we need everyone in there yeah he follows uh, you know he follows uh, the mayor of, uh, of the of Tamarge Wilds and wouldn't allow parents to go into the playground if they don't play with the kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> scrap the benches <laughs> yeah scrap the benches yeah crawl with the child you know? yeah. so and, and also the idea eventually is to also train other people to do what the I'm doing thing. so yeah, they, yeah. we keep we can keep supporting these families and yeah, yeah. and uh, depending on the you know we, we are aiming to raise uh, uh, 50,000 pounds and I know that it's not a lot in this time and age 50,000 pounds I'm hoping the there's surface. a secret millionaire listening that's yeah. just going to contact you and go there you go that would be great and create a, a, a permanent centre have yeah, a permanent yeah. centre where people can come especially for example during summertime where, or during school holidays where you can get people there and work with them regularly and that yeah, would be yeah. great because then you can uh, form other people and and yeah and, you, and, you know and create more awareness because it does need people to become more aware because there is very little awareness you don't hear it on radio no, and tvs and not at all it's there somewhere but there are thousands of people every year in england in england only well, if you, if that you... are diagnosed with brain cancer recently one of the uh, i think it was a a member of parliament in, in Tambridge Wells that uh, died of brain cancer. Oh, really? So, yeah. I think, but to be fair, I mean, the, the stat was last time, I don't know if it still is, it's one in two, there's a one in two chance of you getting cancer. So, and yeah. as you said, this kind of carries over to recovery from, I've seen some really interesting research already saying that women who, uh, they give some pedometers to women going through breast cancer treatment, chemo and radiotherapy, and the ones that clocked up around 10,000 steps during treatment and after had better kind of neuroplasticity at the end of treatment. And therefore, because people talk about the brain fog and the memory yeah. loss with chemotherapy because of the damage yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to neurons. So it, I think it's got, you know, like you've, you've kind of said, I think you build small and, and go out. But yeah. I think any type of cancer treatment any type, should any have that exercise component yeah. added into it. And actually, I just remembered as a kid, uh, when I was about eight, we got packed off to summer school. My mum, um, I've got two brothers, and she was like, what can I get in to do over the summer? And we went to a summer school where it was all about different sports, swimming and stuff. But one thing that we did was um, circus training. So we were juggling, spin yeah. plates. Uh, we did acro- we did like handstands, acrobats. I remember it now. And I think at the time I was, I was terrible at it, but I loved it. But then you, as an adult, grow out of that love of being rubbish at stuff you know like you're like you're kind of saying across this podcast it's almost like you forget to play and yeah. you forget the enjoyment factor and it all becomes about exercise has that functional role of yeah sort of doing the sessions doing the sessions we it. reach a point that we need to become bloody serious why why do you want to become serious i mean because we need to pay the mortgage oh my god you know all of a sudden we start sitting on sofas sitting on chairs sitting on the underground sitting on the train the, the most we spend standing is possibly an hour yeah possibly yeah, yeah. an hour but not only that I've, I've got all my theory as well in terms of uh, um, I, you, you go inside any house and they're all beautifully done beautiful chairs there is no space for space for movement. You should have a yoga mat under your your sofa. Why you sit on the sofa all the time? Sit down on the floor. Yeah, yeah. You know, do some stretching while you watch a movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. Oh, I don't have time to do. You don't have time. What? Don't you watch TV? Don't you listen to music? <laughs> don't you never ever do it? I mean, yeah, yeah. so why you do it? Why don't you use that time? Yeah. If you are so busy, yeah. Why don't you use that time to do something? 
you know. It's very good you said that because <laughs> Matt, Matt wanted a coffee table. Crazy, not, not there, yeah, you, <laughs> you have a yoga mat on the floor, I can confirm it. But Matt wanted a coffee table recently, and I said, if you put a coffee table in that lounge, I will probably end up doing half the amount of stretching yes. and yoga because yes. it'll be like, I've got to use a coffee table. You know, yeah. I know it sounds silly, but it's a barrier Correct. on, you know, you're short on time, you look for excuses, Correct. it's human nature. And so I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope <laughs> the next uh, interior designer, architect, will start designing flats uh, yeah. around movement. Yeah, yeah. Around I've seen movement. a few people do that where yes. they've got like ropes going down the stairs yes. and slides yeah, and things. Yes. So. God in mind, but would be the perfect uh, bedroom for a child. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, mat on the floor you know uh, a climbing frame uh, yeah, yeah. some uh, olympic rings you know so that they don't turn them you know they don't wrap them around their neck you know. so. well, just, again my brother's bedroom as a kid he used to have a cabin bed that my dad built and we developed this routine where you could jump from the cabin bed to the top of the wardrobe when we were really small and then we'd put the duvets on the floor and jump off onto the yeah. duvets and then one day actually the wardrobe did fall on us so <laughs> we stopped that we got told off but we were always looking for weight you know as kids that's, that's yes. how it was but then but movement the, was such a big part of your life without oh, absolutely, TV so. absolutely observe children they yeah. always try to find a way if you put a child in an environment where they've never been and they need to get over obstacles that they never done, sooner or later they find a way. We are extremely intelligent when it comes to mechanics as a child. Yeah. But then we grow up and we stop. Yeah. I think movement, I cannot say more heartfelt, you know, with, with all my heart, I can say with all my heart, movement should be part of your life. Yeah. It shouldn't be about the six pack, it shouldn't be about how look, I mean, with these jeans or your bum or your, it should be about <laughs> being able to, to squat when you're 90, when you, to go for walks, to, to make love with your wife when you're still 70, you know. <laughs> I, I believe th those are important things in life, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and if you take away the aesthetic, you take away a lot of pressure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because that's the more, you know, nowadays it's all about uh, the way we look. You know, we are bombarded by nonsense all the time. Yeah. And then, uh, thankfully, we reach middle age, you realize, oh, my God, what a bollocks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? In yeah, reality, yeah, yeah, we want to look. We, I like to look strong. I like when I look at myself in the mirror and I see myself that I'm strong. I like that. Yeah, but that's yeah. not my primary reason no 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 if i don't move one day i i feel something is missing in my life. yeah you know, if i don't squat our body needs the constant uh, you know uh, stretching flexing pushing pulling you know it just makes you feel better you know it, it, we all know that yeah so, i mean how, just to finish up then yeah. how would you say well give people some kind of tips so say people listening are kind of doing their jogging maybe doing their weights or got into yoga so where can they kind of start and i'll give one tip that you gave me which has stayed with me ever since we've done some training together you told me to slow down my exercises so if i'm doing a press up and matt's very big on this matt kind of makes me do six seconds lower ten seconds lower yeah. but you made me do 30 second lowering phase yeah and a 30 second push-up and so, so, <laughs> so you, if you don't have time if you don't have time again you don't have time you want to be stronger do three push-ups try to do three push-ups 20 seconds up, 20 seconds down. Yeah. See if you can do it. And the, the, what, the rationale you gave to me was you miss out on so much of the phase of the movement exactly. if you're just powering exactly, through it. Yes. So same for squats, so same for pull-ups, yes. same for any of the So when you, when you train that way, your strength is, uh, you know, you, you, you go from... A high plank. Yeah. yeah, a high plank down to, to the floor. If you do it very slowly, you acquire strength at every level. 
Yeah. So your muscles change position and contraction by every time you go further down and the same when you go further up. Yeah. So you gain so much more strength by doing it in that way. If you do it all the time, it's not. It doesn't work. You cannot do that sort of training all the time. You become too tight. Yeah. You know, so that's when uh, you need to add mobility and other things. But an advice is uh, just Try to be creative. Uh, do not, uh, if, you all, if you wanted to go dancing and you've never been because you think that you're a rubbish dancer, just go. Don't worry about what people think. I mean, yeah, if you want to take martial arts and you're afraid that you're going to be smashed, I mean, it's not true. Martial arts environments are actually one of the best environments you can find yourself. They're especially, very nurturing for beginners. Very nourishing, yeah. especially, especially from higher grades. Yeah. Yes, there is always the, the dickhead everywhere. I mean, <laughs> even if you go and do athletics. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the rest assured that uh, you know uh, you you find someone that's gonna take you under his belt and help you and uh, teach you and uh, teach you the abc and everything and variegate do not do the same things over and over again don't think because you were running you're doing exercise you don't do anything sooner or later you're gonna get injured but and if you get injured you cannot go running what do you do (laughs) you don't have anything left (laughs) you go and eat cake and feel sorry for yourself yes that's exactly that's exactly what happened you become and limited to the single activity that you do yeah so if you instead you, you you do some calisthenics and you do some dancing you do martial arts you do your running yoga uh, pilates gym work you know whatever it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter but you have so many more uh, things under your belt that if something happens you still can still you can still do something else yeah, yeah, yeah and that is very very important especially if we go back to injury if you injure yourself one of the best things to do during while you injured is to keep training the rest of your body yeah, yeah your yeah. body just reacts better yeah and also going back sorry to what you said before about uh, People that they've been exercising and then they need to go through chemotherapy, they react better than people that didn't. Recently, there was a study that came out just already a month ago, where basically they realized that they found a connotation on people with cancer, kidney disease, and a long list of other problems. What they all have in common is lack of strength in their muscles. Wow, wow, really? Yeah, and there was, it's always been uh, well-known. There are papers in the Medical Journal Association that resistance training helps boost the immune system. Yeah. So, there you are. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, guys, then know, move, kind of just move, keep moving and just try to, to, to be as diverse as you can. Oh, that's amazing. I have to say, I feel like we could go for another hour. I haven't even started asking you about growing your own vegetables and nutrition because you've got some some awesome stuff on that. But we are going to share your GoFundMe that you do yes. with Millie May. So guys, please ready, yeah. uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page, Instagram. We'll share it on there. I'm hoping at some point you start doing some videos because the world needs to hear from you. But I know you're like, I don't like social media. I don't want to be on there. But at some point, I'm going to force you on there at some point, I'm sure. And um, hopefully... Yeah, um, when we'll we'll share everything on our Facebook page and, and people can support you. And let's fingers crossed as a secret millionaire listening to this. But thank you so much. You're very welcome. I think everyone will have benefited from this, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you uh, know anyone that will benefit from this episode, please do share it. Um, some incredible, valuable information for anyone who's been touched by cancer or just needs to know a little bit more about exercise and movement. And obviously, kind of give us a, a review on iTunes as well. That would be amazing. Um, you can. Uh, 
find me if you want uh, uh, oh sorry your website yeah sports mass sports massage at cambridgewealth.com is old I don't use it much <laughs> <laughs> but you can find it's too busy in the park no, I'm a, that is a seven eight years old uh, website <laughs> and I never and I didn't touch it ever since it still pops out on Google I mean I'm surprised but yes you can find my contacts the there sportsmassagetombridgewells.com dot com okay awesome I always say the people often with some of the old fashioned websites is because they're still there on the on the shop floor working hard doing their stuff you see yeah. they're not, they haven't got time for these things right okay guys so uh, yeah we'll uh, call it a day thank you so much Alessandro and uh, hopefully we'll get you on again Uh, take care guys bye